to Al's Yarns. I'm Al. In my early recovery period, uh, in the first four months, it was uh, quite strange in a way that... Um, I'll give you an example. I went to a horse competition for the weekend with my wife and at the end of um, the second day... Uh, they had uh, cheese and crackers and chips and uh, wine, beer, orange juice and water. Um, so I just sort of stood back of the crowd as everyone went towards the table to get what they what they wanted to get, wine, beer or cheese and crackers and so forth. Um, and uh, my lovely wife came over with a glass of orange juice for me and some cheese and crackers and chips on a plate, which was lovely of her. And uh, she went and mingled, and I, but I was happy where, where I was. Um, I chatted to a couple of people at the back uh, of the area, but that was all fine. Um, but the thing that um, got me was uh, that night, um, yeah, I had a, a dream that I was actually um, drinking at that event, and in the morning I woke up with a bad hangover. I mean, the days when I was drinking, it was a bad hangover. I'm thinking, oh, shit, did I really drink? I'm sure I didn't. And then I realised it was only a dream. But also, I had another dream not long after that where um, in my dream I went to the bottle shop to uh, just get, just to buy one, only one, long neck of uh, VB but um, I said no we just closed sorry and in my dream I went to about 30 I reckon 30 ball shops and they all kept saying sorry we're closed we're closed we're closed so maybe that was a sign of for me um, in my dream that that's uh, off limits now I can't have any more any more um, alcohol at all but it's just weird how your mind plays tricks on you and then, I was, and then, um, yeah, um, about three and a half, four months sober, when a good mate of mine, his dad had passed away, so I went to the funeral, and then having a wake at the local club, and you said, you want to go? And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll go, I'll be polite, I'll go along. And mind you, it was the first time I've been in a, in a club, or a pub even, since I've been sober. And uh, yeah, I was getting a bit a bit panicky as I drove into the um, the car park, but I had to take a, a few deep breaths and say, "No, nah, I'll be fine." So I walked into the club, signed in. It was all good, and uh, and um, I was uh, <clears throat> I was thirsty and I needed a drink, and I was the first one there. And I thought, oh, "I'll be right. I'll line up at the bar and get a drink. It should be fine." And I'm probably about four four people deep back from the bar in, in the queue, and um, and I just and I just picture um, the bar the, the bar taps across the bar, the pipes are covered in ice, water glistening down the pipes, and I was thinking, man, that looks good, you know. And when I got to the bar, and uh, he asked what I wanted to drink, and something inside me 
said, I have a schooner of lemon squash. And as soon as I said those words, a schooner of lemon squash, that was what clicked for me. That was my turning point of uh, working the AA program, so to speak. And uh, since that day, um, my compulsion, my desire to drink had vanished. And, um, yeah, it was a really good afternoon. Caught up with some old friends because I was drinking beer. That, that, that didn't bother me at all. I sit, I stand beside him with my lemon squash. I just told him I was driving. They were fine with that. They, 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 they weren't worried about that at all. So that was really good. And then I started to go to different meetings in the area um, around, the, around, the, around Sydney. I, I also went to uh, rallies and, and stuff like that up and down the coast, um, and if we ever went away on holidays, I would always find a meeting, especially in the early days. And my lovely wife called it my tourist attractions. So I'll go away, I'll find a tourist attraction, I'll go to the meeting and I feel a lot better. And I'm so glad uh, that day that I said the word screen of lemon squash that I got, I got what I needed to get to remain sober because um, at seven months sober, um, it was uh, the 1st of uh, November, 2016. Um, I got tested big time. Um, my brother, who's five years older than me, um, he, uh, he, uh, um, he died from cancer. Um, he lasted th- three weeks from the day he found out. Um, yeah, and that was, uh, Dan, that was tough, you know. He was only 51, so very young. Um, I, I seen him every second day, I suppose, in those last three weeks. Um, and, uh, and I got a text, um, it was, it was a Tuesday morning, and I got a text uh, from his wife saying, um, my brother, um, the doctor said they've only given him a few, a few days to live because his organs and kidneys and that are starting to shut down, you see. So I um, I said, no worries. Um, I plan to go to a, a meeting at St Nick's uh, in Penrith. At midday, and I said, oh, I'll, I'll come to um, the hospital then, after that. She said, no worries, see you then. So I went to the meeting, um, about 12.45, I got up and I um, had a share. And I spoke about, I spoke about my, my brother in my share because it helped me to get it out to express my emotions. That's, that's one thing I've learned since being sober, is to express my emotions. Um, so I rocked up at the hospital about two o'clock and my sister-in-law was sitting outside of his room and as soon as I saw her face, I knew something was wrong. <laughs> uh, my brother didn't last three days, he lasted three hours. And... Um, what I found out was that at 12.45, when I was talking about him in my share, 
Um, it's roughly the same time that um, my brother had died. So, yeah, that was, I thought that was uh, pretty special, actually. Um, I got to go inside. Um, I sat with him. Um, yeah, I um, said my goodbyes. I kissed him on, on, on the forehead, which was pretty special, you know. It's, um, yeah, but I'm, yeah, but I'm so glad that, um, I got sober because, um, because I would have drank over that shit, you know. Um, I managed to, um, not even think about alcohol at all, which is pretty amazing. After 30 years of drinking, um, I just, I just kept sharing about my brother, about my feelings in meetings. I spoke to people. Um, I had what they call a sponsor in the AA program. And, uh, yeah, back to him, and I just, um, yeah, my wonderful wife was a great support. Yeah, without her, who knows, but, yeah, she was lovely. She was my rock, you know. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I'm just, yeah, like I said, I'm just glad I got to say goodbye to him at least, you know. And uh, we actually um, had the funeral um, at Wayland where where... Where I got christened, I spoke to you before in previous podcasts about my short uh, Sunday school experience there at St James, and it was a lovely send off, and you got buried in a um, in a Parramatta uh, casket, coffin, and um, and uh, and by chance there was a spot next to my mum, he's buried at Kingswood, and he's buried beside his mum which is uh, pretty um, cool because they share the same birthdays on the 7th of September, so that's nice. He's laying next to his mum, so that's really lovely. And, uh, and that brings us to the end of another podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, be kind to yourself.